I am vengeance. I am the night. I am also a podcast. I am a podcast. 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 Oh! It's a show. It's a show. Audio only, though. What is it about? If you have time, I can tell you that it is a podcast about Batman, a Batman podcast. Uh, what did you want me to say in this part? It's a show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am a podcast. Whoa. Hey. with fans and people. Welcome to Batman the Animated Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Michael, and you're listening to an audio variety show for your ears based on the legendary 1990s cartoon, Batman the Animated Series. Today's sponsor, Absolutely Disgusting Apartments. Do you like your apartments full of garbage and cockroaches and old donuts? Well, buy an Absolutely Disgusting Apartment. That's it. Uh, now we're back with part two of A Bullet for Bullock, which, uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, is a sneaky holiday episode, which is why we're kind of wrapping up the year with airing this as our final episode. So listen to Oscar Montoya, who's a Batman fan and comedy friend, talk about the plot in the last episode, because today we'll be talking about... Today's episode, A Bullet for Bullock. With... Today's guest... Robert Costanzo. Bobby Costanzo is the unmistakable voice of Harvey Bullock. He may have fallen into an acting career as an uncredited role in Dog Day Afternoon, but since then, he's been in Total Recall, Die Hard 2, Dick Tracy, and played Joey's dad on Friends. He was a goddamn delight and a ball of energy, so let's just get to it. Well, I'm sitting down with Bobby Costanzo. Right. This is a real dream come true the for me. The real Costanzo, not like the guy in Seinfeld. No, 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 no. This he's is Costanza. Costanza. Yeah. He's got an A. You he's got, got an, an a. a. I got an O. He's Jewish. I'm Neapolitan. Oh, okay, cool. You know? Well, I am a combination of both of those worlds. Oh, are you? You're Jewish and Italian. <laughs> I'm a Jew-Italian, yeah. You're Ju- a Jew-Italian. <laughs> Jew-Italian, as they, right, as they right. say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have, you know, very uh, feisty parents. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> Led to you being an artist. Well, I'm so excited because I'm a huge fan of Harvey Bullock and you, you as an actor. Oh, thank you. It's so nice. Thank you. Uh, so I wanted to chat with you about your experience on the show, but also, you know, about your career in yeah. general, how you got started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, how I got started, how I, um, again, the real start, actually, uh, in my late 20s, uh, I always thought, now that I look back, I said, you know, I was the raconteur of the crowd, of our group of Italian misfits who would go out on the weekends to pick up babes, usually unsuccessfully, back in the, uh, you know, sexually suppressed 50s, 60s, and 70s. And um, I would always be the, I would always have a lot of colorful stories the morning after, you know, like... As Rodney Dangerfield said, wrongly, Italian guys always get laid, you know. Uh, but uh, we, 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 our crowd didn't as much. So we had a lot of funny stories, and I was sort of the raconteur. So, and I was always sort of funny. So, but I got, 
a degree in business, was in the textile world, and uh, went down to a sales meeting in uh, the Carolinas. And uh, uh, long story short, I shot a few quail on the ground, decidedly not the cool thing to do. So they roasted me that night. This leads up to how I sort of got into acting, oddly enough. A quail hunting. I was thinking of putting a one-man show together and saying quail hunting, which is sort of a, an obscure comment. But having killed those quail, they gave me an Audubon Society Award that night for cruelty to birds. And uh, I sort of topped everybody. They tried to roast me. And the chairman of the board of our company, Robert Levinson, kind of an impressive guy. We happened to come home Back to New York, I was in his limo. He dropped me off. He said, Costanza, you're very funny. Have you ever thought of show business? And I thought, this guy's impressive. Something about him. This is like a maybe a, a moment in my life. And sure enough, a few days later, I went over to Strasbourg to the Institute and um, took a class. So it was just like that. Just like that. I mean, I think I was sort of primed for it, but that kind of goosed me into it. And... Um, I said, this isn't bad. You know, women who wouldn't even look at me were saying, come up to my apartment and let's rehearse uh, Medea. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, I was like a real street guy then. Not that I'm exactly a, a boulevard guy now, but I was. <laughs> so anyway, that's sort of how it started. And then from there, I said, this is my thing to do in life. And I basically quit the textile thing, started bartending to make some money and booked a few commercials, was cast in... Um, and then Alice on uh, the old uh, show based on Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, just yesterday, I worked with Linda Lavin, who was Alice on the show. Oh, man. She's had a wonderful career. You know, she's done a lot of theater. And I reunited with her yesterday. I did a guest shot on a new show for CBS this fall called 9JKL, which is about uh, sort of a mama's boy, Mark Feuerstein, who used to be on Royal Pains. I tell you, I'm like the Italian Kevin Bacon, and Furstein and I, he did a series in 98, and uh, I was a guest star on that. And this thing is ironically somewhat based on his own parents, this 9JKL. Uh-huh. And I had dinner with him and his parents, who asked me to give their young son advice back then. And uh, I said, well, some advice. You're running a show, and I'm doing a guest shot. And his parents, uh, to some degree, are, are the... the uh, the templates for the uh, relationship between his own parents in the show, if you can follow all that, Justin. Oh, yeah. And that would be uh, Elliot Gould and Linda Lavin are playing his parents. So that's the, the way life kind of comes full circle. But So I did Alice, came out here, uh, and basically have been here since the late 70s. I'd go back to New York from time to time or in other places to work, but stayed here, got an agent, uh, Linda actually took me around a little bit. I Warner Brothers met some other people. Started doing mostly sitcoms. I booked a series called The Last Resort that my friend Gary Goldberg. I didn't know Gary that well, but he was from Brooklyn, and he had evidently liked my work, seen me in things, and wrote this with me in mind. And then Gary went on to do Family Ties mm -hmm. and Brooklyn Bridge. And Spin City. I see you know all these things. Oh, you're, yeah. you're a child of TV. <laughs> I'm a and, child of TV, movies, yeah, yeah. all of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Gary uh, Gary and I always did things together. Billy Crystal uh, put me to work a lot. I did about four or five movies with Billy over the years. Yeah, I mean, you were in City Slickers. City Slickers, Forget Paris. Um, 
what else did we do? We did uh, 61 about Maris and Mantle. And so, uh, yeah, that's nice. You know, you always have your uh, your, your guys uh, that, uh, uh, and understandably so. You know, people say, haven't you worked for Scorsese? I go, no, you know, because I'm known as doing a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, the Italian wise guy, kind of, so to speak. But um, it's and, been pretty good. And yeah. so your first, I read at least online, your first credit, Film credit was uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Actually, yeah, I actually was a an extra in that, and, and most of us in that movie in New York were um, aspiring actors who were. Um, there wasn't that SAG SAG thing. Well, let's see. I guess I was already in SAG. I think my very first job job ever may have been. The taking of Pelham One Two Three, the original movie. Oh wow! And because I got, I did some special business as an extra. They were able to get me into SAG. I remember borrowing about three hundred bucks. That's what it was then. So then I was a SAG member. So we did extra work. But most of us on that job, a lot of guys uh, that came out here and, and we got to know each other and worked together were like extras in that. Although they used me in an anthology of 70s movies, uh, they used my close-up from Dog Day, and I got paid for it. That was great. That was nice. (laughs) Even though you're right, I think my first speaking role could have been Saturday Night Fever, or I think it was Saturday Night Fever, speaking role, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you've had such a varied career like you've gotten to yeah. pop up in like so many famous movies yeah. so many like successful movies TV yeah. shows yeah uh you know you're like total recall and die total hard recall too. Die hard. there was that run where i did all those movies i think i got featured on um uh gosh one of those uh sort of uh, tmz type shows back then about who's the most successful actor in Hollywood? Is he, uh, you know, is he Bruce Willis? No, he's Bobby Costanza because I was in all these movies that sort of came out one after another. Yeah. Oh, uh, Total Recall and, like you said, Dick Tracy, yeah. Uh, and then I did a lot of indie films and then, I guess, NYPD Blue. I was in the first season and Joey's Father and Friends. And yeah. Guest Shots. Yeah, it's been a pretty good run, you know, and um, I always just miss sometimes. Like, I did... Charlie Grace with Mark Harmon, and then Mark went on to do NCIS, which is still on the air for a dozen years. Yeah, so, you never know. <laughs> you know, dollar. You know what they say: a, a dollar short, right? A dollar, a day late, a dollar short. That's me. You know, but well, for Detective Bullock, switch gears to your voiceover career, which isn't limited to Batman. No, but I feel like no, that's yeah, that's been the big one. And Hercules, I did. Uh, I did a sort of dan- what happened in Hercules. The all the people that did the movie were um, asked if they wanted to reprise their role, and uh, Tate Donovan did, um, Bobcat Goldwait, I think, Jimmy Woods, uh-huh. and Danny didn't want to do it, so I did Philoctetes. So that great. was a good one. I've done some uh, other voiceover stuff. I've done some video games. Um, yeah, voiceover started actually Abrams Rubeloff back in the nineties. I hadn't even thought about voiceovers. They they brought me in and they asked if they could represent me. Jeff, great guy. And they started bringing me in and I started doing radio stuff and all and then uh I've never been one of the, you know, legends of cartoons, you know, some of those guys like Kevin Richardson, Melanie Chartoff. Um I think I've got a little more 
flexibility in my voice, but I think I'm doomed the way I am on camera in a way. They see me in a certain right, way. Right, you get pigeonholed into one yeah, thing. Yeah, there are some of these guys that, I mean, they're tremendous. You can't, uh, you know, today I went up for a couple of voice things where I had to imitate or tried to imitate the great Sidney Greenstreet in Maltese Falcon. We talking the Tom and Jerry thing? Yes. I, I auditioned Did you for go the in same thing today. For that role? Peter Laurie. You went for the Peter Laurie, yeah. which I was thinking of doing. It's funny. I was thinking <laughs> of doing that. And I thought I could do Peter Laurie, but I, I I think Peter Laurie, the the thing I just did for you is my sort of bad attempt at nightclub comics doing Peter Laurie. I mean, and that's the, all I have. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's good. Be funny if we both get it. Oh, I mean, that'd be a dream. Right. And then I did a uh, uh, there's another another show called Tangled. Uh huh. And they the wanted they wanted me to do. Uh, a, almost a dead-on impression of a character who's entangled in another project of theirs, and why they didn't use that other guy, I don't know, but I tried to literally mimic it, so I don't know. Well, and you were, I mean, this was off mic, we were talking about, like, you went in for Bullock. <laughs> yeah, that was recently. something recently, or maybe six months ago or so, and, and the character was like a, you know, like something like Schwarzenegger crossed with... Uh, some futuristic uh, iRobot thing. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not sure about that. Uh, well, it is wild to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, how much of a staple that character became because, you know, it's one of those things that, like, could be a side character that I think was developed so much because they seem to love you on the show. Yeah. And the, you bring a real humanity to this guy. Oh, great. This guy, Thank you. you know? Thank you. Uh, and I think it's hard in, like, a 22-minute show. Uh, especially a cartoon about Batman to actually get a side character that's not a like super villain in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how did you get the job initially? Uh, I think simply auditioned for it. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to think, uh, did we have? I think I had a call back, and then Andrea hired me, and uh, she's wonderful. You probably know her. Yeah, or, Andrea yeah. Romano, the voice Andrea director, Romano. casting we, director. You know, we always had a lot of fun with her. And one of the things she did, she liked to hire actors as opposed to voice people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd have a guy, you know, Ed Asner would come in, Ron Perlman. Um, and, you know, most of us, uh, I think I pretty early got figured out when you're obviously not on camera that you've got to really use your voice. And to some actors, that's kind of uh, anathema. They think, you know, oh, my God, uh, I can't, like, fake it or indicate it and or, you know, sort of spell it out. They want to internalize more. And that doesn't work too well. Even though she hired actors, I think we somehow incorporated, you know, our ideas of what a character was and how to do it, but also you know, knew how to use the mic. Yeah, I mean, it's an instrument, yeah, and yeah. I think there is a heightened quality to it. It doesn't mean it's less exactly of a an heightened, acting gig. A but heightened quality. Yeah, I think there is a fear that it's like, well, that's overacting. It's like, yeah. no, it's, no, it's no, different. No, no, it's not. It's different. You, you, and that, that's part of being a, a good actor, being flexible. There's another actor I know that I did a series with years ago. I'd rather not say his name. He's a wonderful film actor, but he never got the four-camera, multi-camera thing. Mm-hmm. He kept internalizing and just it never popped it out a little more, theatricalized it, if you will. You yeah, know, what you is it like it, for you? How do you switch gears from you know the different kind of forms? I think that you, you take? just do it. I mean, I just um, uh, you know, I I think one of the problems I sometimes have, uh, like when I did the video game Mafia One and Two, 
I had to do a bit of screaming in that. And I always, uh, I know that's been a thing in negotiations with the, with the community. Uh, you know, try to keep it in your mask so that you don't destroy your vocal cords. Right. And it took me a while to figure that one out because I kept wanting to do it from from my balls, so to speak. <laughs> and that can wear on your balls and your larynx. Oh, yeah, they're both going to go. <laughs> they're both going to go. Right. <laughs> And you do a lot. So you're doing you're doing well with your voice career. You're yeah. you know on my way yeah. on my way up. <laughs> what are you getting mostly? Mostly comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know broader, zanier kind of comedy stuff. So okay, you got onto you. yeah Batman. Got on to Batman, and we had a lot of fun. We started to, you know, of course, it became like a, a little company, or obviously Kevin. Uh, I, I remember Mark uh, Hamill, right? He played Joker. He was always so intense. He stood up, and he really was focused, and he would stand up, and sometimes I'd stand up, depending upon the, the role. But I always thought of Bullock being like this big guy, you know, so I thought it was more fun to just kind of do him like whatever, you know, out of the side and... How did you develop the character? Was there anything that, you know, stood out? I just thought of him as this, uh, he felt a little, I, I, I think I may have wanted to do him a little more like this, but I think they preferred just my, kind of me, which I always run into mostly. Do you, Bobby? I think my weird, I'll tell you my weirdest job ever, but it never got on the air. Seth MacFarlane, who I worked for a couple of times, kind of, Obviously, a brilliant genius. He really is, I think. So he brought me in to play the voice of Katie Holmes's vagina. <laughs> so I get in the booth, and when I got the thing, I said, "This is insane." You know. So I was starting. I was kidding around with Seth. I, uh, you know, you want me to prepare for the left side of the labia or the right side? Of the... He's laughing. He said, "Bobby, just do you." And essentially, it was. Uh, Kind of a a bit of a more than a bit of a, an attack on on perhaps Cruz's sexuality, and I was yeah I'd be yelling from like they'd be I think they they were sitting in a like romantic candlelit thing and he's talking to her and I'm going oh what about me down here what am I an orphan you know <laughs> but they blocked that that never got on the air I don't think because I've like seen part of a Family Guy episode it's or? part of a Family Guy episode and they interchange them sometimes I've seen a lot of them my sons and their friends have seen about every one I don't think that one ever hit the light of day I think they blocked it they can do that I guess yeah certain jokes just won't make it past yeah and his you know he goes sometimes he you know how far he goes oh yeah he goes set. have you ever worked with him no I love his movies. Some well, Ted was good. He, Ted and the sequel wasn't bad. The western thing, I don't know, but it's still <laughs> no. The guy is him, and he can sing. Yeah, he loves crooning. He was good when they did that Sinatra tribute a couple of years ago at the Bowl. You know, being a big Frank guy myself, you know, and I do a little Frank. But he was, yeah, he was it's real good. Yeah, you. I think you have such a good sense of comedy. Uh, I think so. Thank you. Yeah, you really yeah. brought it to the character. At least, like you know, what was it like having this enduring character from like what nineteen ninety two through? Those were the years, right? In the 90s. at least, like you know, the early two thousands. They kept bringing you know, Bullock yeah. came back yeah. and redesigned the and show. And then there was some. Uh, we did a couple of. Um, 
No, those were more the Disney things with DeVito. We did the ancillary stuff and things. No, that was more uh, doing the Philip Tidi's character, the Hercules. That's right. Batman, although we did a, I think we did a movie of the You did, week. you did Mask of the Phantasm. We did Mask of the which Phantasm. Which actually came out theatrically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, which you were a big part of that movie. That character, I think, got a, a chance to shine. You got to kind yeah. of play yeah, yeah. a bit of a spotlight villain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a foil yeah. for it. Yeah, was yeah. there any sort of, you know, do you have any memories of... Uh, <sighs> experiences Mm. in the booth or Mm. i can't remember too many specific things other than we had a lot of laughs and we had fun with andrea um my dad was always around he would always hang with me then he would hang out at the voiceover hang out at the voiceover say yeah he was with me a lot um what would he do while he was there he would just watch it he'd just sit around once in a while we'd hear his voice i go quiet you know (laughs) because he came out here and stayed with me before he passed many he passed in 97 actually but he was hanging out we put him in a movie with that penny marshall produced a movie really? i played the lead in called with friends like these he played my father that was cool that was a great that was oh, a what an experience fun. yeah that was a great experience uh yeah so i mean um i wish andrea would, andrea would hire me again she just know, retired I, oh she did okay. yeah oh wow she retired yeah she was kind of a legend in the in the field Everybody absolutely highly respected you know I think she is like the yeah she was the the gold of the standard yeah. yeah what i like more about batman one of the things i really did like we were all there together and it was kind of that semicircle, so you could relate and look and connect more so you were kind of doing you know it felt more like a play it felt more like a play it felt like doing a radio play you know and you could pick up the juice from the other actor the vibe and all that you know? now did you guys do I think Hercules, we just did a couple of we'd have two people at once and and all uh, yeah, we did some read-throughs on Batman. Yeah, yeah, we did. So we set it a little bit. That was fun. Yeah. Feels pretty rare. I feel like, like nowadays yeah. You, yeah. you go in, they bang it out like we yeah. want three of this, three yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feels more like a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you get along with anybody in particular? Any buddies that you were um, closer with? Well, Asner, I knew. I knew Ed. We worked. Uh, he worked. He did a couple of them. Um, Perlman and I were good friends, have been stayed pretty good friends, and he did a few. Oh, he's um, fantastic. I haven't seen Conway, Conroy rather. Um, Mark Hamill I ran into once in a while, uh, but no, I didn't really stay with, uh, no, no. I guess, uh, what's his name? Um, who played Robin? Uh, Lauren Lester. Lauren, yeah, I run into him, I think we still have the same agent. Yeah. SPV. Who are you with? With Imperium. Oh. Yeah. Good, uh, good. Conroy, has, yeah, his agent. Yeah, so that's it's been fun and um, cartoon. And then I let me just, I did Fairly Odd Parents. I did a couple of Family Guys. Yeah, um, and the, the couple of the, the video games. Any movies that you've been a part uh, of? TV shows that stand out as your favorite? Well, with friends like these, which unfortunately got sold to Stars Encore, I played the lead. We had a great cast. We had. Uh, Amy Madigan and Elle McPherson. Uh, Bill Murray and Scorsese played themselves in it. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Adam Arkin, David Strathern, the great actor who was nominated for Edward R. Murrow. Um, I like that. I loved NYPD Blue a lot. That was a lot of fun. Um, Joey's father and friends. I went to see... Uh, I was on the lot yesterday doing that 9JKL, and I stopped it to see Matt LeBlanc, who played my son, or I should say I played his father in uh-huh. Friends. And I said, you got a father in this? Stacy Keach is his father, great actor. 
I'm kidding. I said to him, I raised you and then you dumped me for another. <laughs> but I'd be the last guy to be his father. Obviously, I was his father on Friends. It would, you know, not make sense for me to be his father for a completely different character. That's called Man with a Plan. That's on oh, okay. CBS, yeah. <clears throat> Those were good. Some of the Billy Crystal ones we had a lot of fun with. Um, it's been great. It's been fun, yeah. Yeah, it feels like you've had yeah. such like a successful, lucrative career. Pretty good. Just Pretty keep good. going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing it. Thank you, and thanks for uh, being so uh, open and casual. It was great. Yeah, love your work. like I was on the stoop in my old neighborhood. That's the show. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Don't leave us a one-star review. (laughs) I mean, if you want to, sure, but why why are you putting negativity out there? Follow the podcast on Twitter at BTAS Podcast and me at Hey Justin. Donate to the show at patreon.com slash BTAS Podcast. Batman the Animated Podcast is hosted and made by me, Justin Michael. Tom Smith created the show logo, and Casey Trela helped produce the theme song. Harry Chaskin is the booming voice of this podcast. Andrew Seeley is our show producer. Matt Brousseau recorded the episode, and Emma Erdbrink edited it, along with Yusong Lu, who helped coordinate. Thanks again to Bobby for popping by, and to This American Life producer, Tori Malatia, who pulled a gun on me and shouted, You got the right to remain silent. If you give up that right, you'll probably bore me to tears, so keep your trap shut, dog breath. Dog breath? That's a new one, Tori. You're getting inventive in your old age, buddy. Anyway, guys, have a wonderful holiday and happy rest of the year. I've got some exciting stuff planned for 2018, so stay tuned for more Batman the Animated Podcast in the new year.